You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. All right, everybody. Part two of our post-fight doubleheader coverage following UFC 260 which went down at the UFC Apex in Las Vegas in front of a lot of celebrities. It was, a, it was an interesting night. But we have a new heavyweight champion of the world, Francis Ngannou. We just heard from him reacting to the big win. What could be next for him? Is it John Jones? Is it Derek Lewis? Could it be the trilogy fight with Stipe Miocic? Everyone seems to want John Jones. I want John Jones. I'm excited for it. We'll see what happens. But in the meantime, we're here to react to this event with all of you. This is the, we had the people's pre-fight show. Now we're going to do the people's post-fight show. So you guys had a lot of questions, a lot of comments during the press conference streams. We're going to address all of those things right now. And we got the whole trio here. I am Mike Hack. Alex K. Lee is with us. There he is. Hey. <laughs> hey. And on the ones and twos, Casey Lydon back. <laughs> that was smooth. I hurt my neck. We're off to, we're off to a great start. <laughs> Just a terrific start. Oh, but AK, wait, 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 big night, big night. I'm opening, opening a new new can of seltzer. Got my Lacroix. Ooh. Everything's going good. There you Ooh. go. Zero calories. Good for you, my friend. Watch those, watch those cows. All right, AK, you've been waiting patiently oh, to give your thoughts gosh. on the brand so new heavyweight champion of the world, your and reaction you. to the main event of UFC 260. How nice, guys, is it to have a huge, 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 huge UFC title fight and without controversy, clean finish, no weird illegal blows, no st- no issues with the stoppage. Uh, Herb Dean's only human. I mean, I wish he could have stopped that last hammer fist, but honestly, that that kid, that's very hard. That's a very hard thing to stop. You know, that was just sc- a scary moment. But otherwise, we we got we had this narrative, guys, going in. We had this narrative for whether you're a fan of Francis Ngannou or not. It is a narrative that was that was laid out uh, ever since the first fight uh, between him and Steve Mitchell. Maybe uh, also after the uh, the Lewis fight too. That's part that's part of the story. This guy battles his way back, looks all the world like he is has what it takes to be the world champion and just has to prove it and does it in, in just incredible fashion, not just getting the quick knockout, but both getting the quick knockout and answering the questions about like, Oh, but has he improved his wrestling? And he showed us like just a little bit of wrestling, just a little bit of grappling. Uh, He looks 
fantastic. Uh, Stipe, a great champion, uh, going out, going out on his shield, as they say. Uh, not the first time I think we're going to use that phrase on the show, and uh, it's just so refreshing. It's so refreshing that we can now move on. Uh, there's now certain questions to be asked about what's next for the champion, but let us be at our most optimistic here and just picture all the big things that are ahead for for Francis Ngannou. Well said, AK. Well said. Round of applause from the uh, the live studio audience. Uh, it's a great win. Oh. The- Oh, they're, hey. they're late. They're late. They're late. <laughs> they're they're tired. They're on a delay. They're on a delay. Yeah. So there you go. Brand new champion, Francis Ngannou, just the scariest guy in the octagon and just the sweetest guy outside of it. I mean, just at that press conference, just answering the questions, so calm, cool, collected. Oh. Just want to go home, reflect. I'm not calling on anybody. The UFC makes the final decisions. I mean, just a company guy right there. It's like watching Bull Durham, you know, when he's like, what should I say at these press conferences? Got to do what's best for the team. France is up there. Just so, so calm and kind. It's such a scary man. Won't somebody think of the children? You know, we always say, won't somebody think of the children? You always think about the children. Francis Ngannou, our new UFC heavyweight champion, is thinking about the children, wanting to give them something that they can aspire to and follow, follow, follow your dreams, kids. Follow your dreams. There you go. And I know a lot of you like to ask matchmaking questions. Don't do that. I mean, you can if you want. Casey can just answer all of them. But me and AK are literally you know, going to do a whole podcast on this tomorrow. Yes, within a few hours, really. If we're being <laughs> before we go to the questions from our wonderful viewers, um, Mike, what what was your expectation? What 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 were your expectations coming into this fight, and what what do you think went wrong? I know you did pick Stipe, which is, I mean, that's that's a fair choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people pick Stipe. It wasn't like crazy to pick Stipe, but like, what do you think went wrong for Stipe outside of getting punched a lot? He got overzealous in that second round. He landed a good shot, got too aggressive, and got countered. The pa- patience on both ends was key. Francis showed more of it, and that's why he won the fight. That's yeah. I, I mean, when it comes to like how I thought the fight was going to play out, yeah, I picked Stipe to win. But the way the first round played out and even like the second round until the finish, exactly how I saw it playing out. Like Stipe was going to have to overcome a lot. If it got to the third round, things are going to change. And then Stipe would kind of, you know, move away and wear him down. He would land a takedown eventually, start to tire him out and then start to go to the body and, and, and end it in that sense. But that's how I saw it. I didn't see Steve going in there and just being up 30, 27 and then stopping Francis in the fourth round. He was going to have to overcome hell to get it done. Um, and he was doing okay. He, he weathered an early storm in the first round, the takedown. I was surprised to see him shoot so quickly early and then he got stuffed and almost a, got it, stopped. It was a bad takedown. Attempt. Was, um, it, it was, I mean, it was, it was, it looked desperate and it, yeah. That's when I my confidence in my pick yeah, yeah. really yeah. started to go away. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's I, I expected Francis to dominate the first two rounds, and then Stipe was going to start to take it over. But Francis is just such a such a powerful and dangerous man. All he needs is one one moment, one sharp thing. Stipe landed a really good shot, but he rushed in, and Francis landed like half of that shot and put Stipe down, and that was it. So. Yeah, Kudos I was, to him. Great yeah, I was kind of shocked when Stipe did get hurt in that second round. Um, he just 
uh, he got, I think he just got really discombobulated in the head because he just, once he got hurt, he just kind of panicked and actually charged in and was like, oh, I'm going to punch you harder. It was like, that is just, once you get touched by Stipe, you get the heck out of there. We didn't talk about this, but on the, um, the DC and Rogan, I thought a good point they were making, um, they did say the small cage will be a big factor in this fight. And I believe it was. Um, and I believe it's definitely in France's advantage. Um, did you see that? Did you feel that? Like, if it was a, the big 30-foot cage, I feel like Stipe, when he got, when he, when, because I think we all expected that Stipe, ha- he'll have to kind of go through hell to get to that tired version of Francis that he would need to defeat. There was just not enough room for Stipe to run, to be honest. Did you, did you sense that? that the small cage was not to Stipe's advantage tonight? The walls are closed. It, it had to make it. Yeah, it had to make a difference. It had to make a difference. I know. I know. Uh, I know. Dana White has said he doesn't feel it makes a difference. I know there's actually been numbers that kind of have shown that it doesn't make like a huge difference. Uh, but I mean, in this case, when you're when you're talking about heavyweights and you're talking about, you know, we actually have a, comp- a direct comparison. We saw how their first fight went in the in the normal size cage, and then uh, how when the apex cage. Yeah, it, it had to make a difference. It's not the only reason. Again, let's, yeah, I mean, I, th- be- I think this version of Ngannou maybe probably can do the same thing. Uh, maybe it wouldn't have happened in the second round. Maybe it would have taken longer. But uh, yeah, I think it, as Mike just said, it kind of helped the walls close in just a little bit quicker on uh, Stevie Miocic. And, and you need all the room you can get if you're going to dance with uh, Francis Ngannou. It had it just had to feel super claustroph- claustrophobic in there for Stevie. Once you got hurt, like you just can't back up and angle out and just keep kind of circling out. Because remember, with a small cage too, not only is it smaller, but the angles are actually a bit sharper too. So it's just it's even it's even easier to corner someone. So um, now I just thought that was um, definitely um, it worked. I mean, it was good for Stipe, bad for bad. I mean, good for Francis, bad for Stipe. But oof. I can't imagine what it's like just having to go having to face Nganu again. I know, I know. Okay, Stipe Stipe Mojit isn't us. He's a pro fighter. He's not afraid of anybody. But boy, to go five rounds with that behemoth. And and win and win and a hard earned win that first fight hard earned win, uh, and then and then to have to do it again three years later, I, honestly it just seems it's, it'd be like it'd be like going to war twice you know what I mean it'd be like <laughs> surviving a tour honestly surviving a tour of duty pick pick a horrible war and surviving a tour of duty in that war two years and then a few years later saying guess what uh, the war is still going on and we need you to go back out there uh, we know you barely made it out last time you got it I I don't know how he does it again it's on the other hand hey that's why that's why he's a great champion. Still, probably as of today, probably I would still say the greatest heavyweight of all time. We'll see what Nganu does with his with his run. Right now, Miocic is the greatest heavyweight of all time, and and that's why he agrees to do these kind of things. He could have retired after the Cormier fight, maybe right, but look, he has his reasons for wanting to fight, and uh, and there's there's no shame in it. And like we said, there, he had his moments. You know, he had his moments in this one. He just got beat by a guy who is now pound for pound one of the looks like one of the best fighters in the world. As, Steve, as Francis, like I, I threw this out on Twitter, and I can't recall a time. Has Francis ever been in danger in a fight? Has there ever been a point where you think, oh, Francis is about to get finished, or he's about to get subbed, or he's... he's oh. I don't even... No. no. Nah, that's, a, that's what's, that's what's <laughs> no. wild about him. Either... Yeah. That's... And I, I can't think of... I can't think of that really for any fighter. Um, maybe... No, John Jones has been hurt. He's been rocked. Um, maybe Habib has Habib, Habib was Habib was never really in danger. Barely, barely. Yeah, I mean, one, 
the one moment where Michael Johnson like tagged him with a combo and everyone freaked out and was like, oh yeah. my gosh, his weakness is striking. And anyone was striking it. It's like, it's like literally like the smallest slip that he got like after getting punched. <laughs> yeah. That was, that, that was commentary related. Yeah. I really think like the, the dominance of Francis is really being understated here because like, like that's why the heavyweight, the steepest heavyweight run was so impressive. He's like, cause they're heavyweights. They can all knock each other out. Anyone that like, essentially, the worst UFC heavyweight can knock out the best heavyweight, and because everyone hits hard, you know. But like, Stipe just seems maybe you can grind him out and get him tired and just you know win a decision. But he just he feels invincible in there as far as like actually finishing that man and hurt and, and truly hurting him. Like you 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 can slow him down maybe and contain him, but I can't. I just have a hard time seeing anyone beating him i mean but i've been really high on francis for a while i thought i've like as soon as the as soon as 220 was over when they fought the first time i was like okay francis won me um stipe won that fight but francis is gonna win the rematch i was very confident that that, that single that moment um but yeah it's kind of cool got, got, to, got to finally see it <laughs> yeah yeah it took a while and, and, and in a way i'm like thank thank goodness that I, I think a lot of us maybe would like to see the rematch a little bit sooner, but these things usually happen so quickly um, that it was nice that we got to see him climb his way back, uh, clearly develop, clearly mature, uh, almost right in front of our eyes. Again, we didn't get to see the, ex- the expansion of the skill set until tonight. But uh, yes, in this age where they give rematches after either, <laughs> yeah. either where, where we, they give title fights off of losses, <laughs> rematches off of like fast finishes for no reason, um, to, for them to be patient with this guy uh, again, whether it was intentional or not, whether whether it was just happenstance, obviously they couldn't match him up because um, Miocic was tied up with Cormier. So it was, you know, I, I don't want to give them too much credit because they they just had another matchup they preferred, but it worked out, you know, and uh, and it worked out great for Nganu. And and yeah, and this is why we're here now talking about a guy who could who if if his run goes on, he is you know trending to become the greatest uh, heavyweight champion of all time. Though the reign could end pretty quickly, depending if. Depending who he fights next, let's let's put it that way. I'm 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 crazy. I'm going to say it out loud, but I think Derek Lewis has a better shot at beating Francis than John Jones. I'm just going to say you're it. not the only one. Who, you're not the only one who said that. Oh, is that not, is that not okay? Is that not a crazy thought? Yeah, <laughs> I no, I think I don't know. The, the thing is, we just have no idea what uh, what he looks like. What uh, uh, John Jones will look yeah. like. We can we can project and certainly project and make some educated guesses. But it is different. It is a big change, right? It is a big change. So I don't know. But but again, I don't think anyone would be super surprised. I think Nganu would reasonably be favored going to the matchup. But John Jones is, depending how you view, of course, his uh, history of drug test failures, is like the greatest fighter of all time. So uh, if he can bulk up properly, if he can get up to a reasonable size um, and, and, and fight the way he's fought at his best, I don't think anyone would say, "Oh my gosh, it's a shocker! He beat Francis Ngannou." It's like, no, the best version of of John Jones uh, should should be a good matchup for him. But at the same time, I think Ngannou will be favored, and I'll certainly be picking Ngannou. What's the best version of John Jones? Wait, wait, wait. boy, that would be. That's the problem. Be, is, I mean, like, I, 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 I have to go back some. I mean, I mean maybe the Gustafson rematch, yeah, but I kind of thought Gustafson. Yeah, that was great. That's not the same Gustafson though that fought him the first time. I mean. It's crazy. I think we're looking at uh, maybe, yeah. I mean, look fr- from that the second Gustafson, Gustafson, uh, Gustafson fight, even the Daniel Cormier fight. But again, uh, th- these are these 
we do have to take into account he did fail drug tests yeah, for the second Cormier fight. And yes, it's, it's, it's certainly worth mentioning. Uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, when I say the best version of John Jones, people can, might just want to roll their eyes and scoff and say, oh, we know what the best version of John Jones looks like. And we know why we know why that best version. Yeah, exists. And it's unfortunate, uh, you know, and that's fair. And that's fair. That's fair. You need foils, motivations, and perhaps some fear. And I think Francis Ngannou checks off all those boxes for John Jones. So maybe, maybe this is what he needs. Maybe he needs that test. He needs to feel like he's going to be challenged. Because I don't think he felt like he was going to be challenged in the Anthony Smith fight. I don't feel like, I don't even feel like he thought he was going to be challenged in the Tiago Santos fight. Maybe the Dominic Reyes fight, but I still, I, I feel like he woke up that morning and thought he was just going to run right through Dominic Reyes. I don't think he's going to wake up that morning and be like, I am just going to run through Francis Ngannou. He's going to wake up and say, I, get, I need to be on my P's and Q's or I'm going to sleep. And maybe I, that's where he's at his best. I am so curious to how, um, if that fight gets booked, that we all hope it gets booked. I'm really curious how John, we know how Francis is going to approach the fight. You know, Francis, he's a sportsman. Like, John's a good fighter. No, this is the next fight. I'm a champion. We're going to do this. But John, like, what angle is John going to go at this? You know, I don't, I just like, it's like, oh, these heavyweights are slow. They can't punch. You're not ready for my power. Like, I don't. Is, he, is this going to be a super cocky John Jones, or is this going to be like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm super curious. This, this is this is new territory. This is fun. This is fun. This is why this is why this matchup has to be made, right? There's when you have this many questions, the you know the only answer is in the cage. We all want to see it made. Um, oh, Casey, just one sec. Can we change? Uh, do you have control over the Periscope uh, stream? Yeah, what's happening? It just has. It just says. It says uh, guest fighters. Oh, I think right. it's yeah. That is weird. Change the post fight show. Oh, no worries. No worries. Uh, yeah, I, I, while you're yeah, if you can tweak that, uh, I'll read out this comment. Someone was asking um, were the refs bad tonight. I I didn't think the refs were the the one weird one was the Mark Smith, of course. Um, how he handled the O'Malley uh, Almeida situation. I didn't think him not stopping the fight the first time was that bad uh, not 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 acknowledging the first walk off i thought that was okay because uh almeida yeah was put on his butt for sure uh and it wouldn't have been a bad stoppage i mean you could have waved it off there though i'm sure uh almeida's side would have protested definitely in the third round when almeida got rocked again and kind of did like a full barrel roll into the middle of the cage you definitely probably could have saved him that extra punch uh so i will say it was a little questionable for mark smith but not not the worst i've seen from uh from a referee and I don't think, and then I think the, this person also mentioned Herb, Her, uh, Her, Herb Dean maybe not getting in quickly enough to stop that hammer fist. But no, no, he no, might no, have no, been... no, 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 no. I, th- this question is th- this question goes to one referee and one referee only. Like Jared Mark Vallel? Smith, oh. correct. That <laughs> oh. guy. Come what on, happened dude. in that first? I, that was so I, long ago. Now I remember what were we talking about? He he did something really stupid. What was, what was, it, what was it? The mouth the mouthpiece thing. First he the, okay. Which the I, mouthpiece thing was part of it. Oh, that then was, he, that was he just accidentally confusing. he, he okay, tripped him. Then he accidentally trips a fighter. <laughs> yeah, that's not back. good. Yeah, and then Mark Andre Barrio gets on top of him. Oh in, yeah, in mount and beats six shades of stuff out of him, like <laughs> no. over and over again. It was like it was like four. It was like three extra minutes of unnecessary punishment. And then he goes, you know what? There's three seconds left in the fight. Let's stop it now. Why didn't you stop it a minute and a half ago? What, what, what are you doing? Like, just if, you, if you're going to let it go this long, just let the man survive for the last three seconds. I mean, why, why would you wait that long and then stop it then? 
the timing was a bit odd. Casey, I think I saw you mentioned though on Twitter. You didn't you didn't hate that that he let I, that fight go on a little bit more. Actually, did you? actually you I didn't, didn't hate like, it because um right. what was the what was the guy that lost as as how do you say his name? The guy that lost Azatar. Uh, Azatar. Azatar. Unfortunately for Azatar, like the problem was he was actually still like it was it was it was it was a bit of that Calvin Cater situation. Like every time you thought he should stop the fight, he would still defend himself properly. He was moving, he was getting out of the way. But then um I don't even know the fighter the fighter's name. I can't remember so long ago. The guy that won. Uh, he Bar- just, Barrio, yeah. yeah, he just kinda he never he never got too crazy. He just he never lost position. And he just it, it could have been stopped. I don't mind it not being stopped. I thought I I I oh, I, was- I understand the opti- optics looked ugly, you know. Because especially his head rocked back a couple of times, but I, I'm okay with it. I, I but I, I get it. He was it. like, he was like mostly done heading into that third round. Like he was already like in. So he was gassed. Trouble. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the yeah. referee has, to, has to recognize yeah. that. Yeah, the referee has to recognize that for sure. So I didn't hate it, but uh, I, 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 I understand the uh, issue of it. Do we, do we have issues? But there were, there were no issues. I mean, um, I thought, I thought, um, the. Uh, the O'Malley stoppage. I thought everything was fine. It was just yes, fights are crazy. It yeah. happens, but Valel is bad. Other than that, <laughs> I didn't think it was that egregious. The tripping yeah, of the I, fighter. Okay, that that, well, that was <laughs> that seems like, bad. What, what he dropped his okay. Should... <laughs> everything was kind of weird because he did his mouthpiece. That was the fight, right? His mouthpiece just fell out. That was it. Yeah. And he, he just kind of bent over. Uh-huh. And I think the ref thought he was knocked out, but then he realized. I think he was about to stop the fight. Oh. Because that's that's to me. I thought I didn't even see the mouthpiece thing. I thought he was like just like he got hit and he was just like uh you know just wobbled. I think the fighter, I think the ref was trying to stop the fight then, and then he goes, oh wait a minute, you're just bending over for for <laughs> like he pulled a bisbing. Andrews and Silva like, hey, my mouthpiece, you know. <laughs> he tried to call a timeout. He's like, yeah, hold on yeah. one second, let me go pick one of these. Yeah. Um, uh, Casey, yeah, I'm seeing I'm seeing two streams now. I'm seeing two streams now on our. What are you talking? Did no one delete the last one? I thought someone deleted the last one. Uh, no, I'm seeing two streams now, and then so anyway, so the link and it's like it's a different link now. Um, but yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I'll admit, look, look, I thought that uh, was Zaytar was I thought he was rocked. It was it, it was a very weird angle. Like I thought he was rocked, and then when they showed the replay, I was like, oh, like I didn't even see like did did Barrio even hit him with anything? And then I saw the uh, Jaron Vallel trip, and I was like. Oh, Jaron, you really, you 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 really made a meal out of this one, Jaron. You really made a meal out of this one. So, uh, yeah, no, but I outside of that, in the very first fight of the night, again, Mark Smith maybe probably a little more decisive at the end of the O'Malley Almeida fight, and uh, Herb Dean maybe yeah. slightly out of place, but but when you're when you're when you're uh, doing a heavyweight fight, that kind of like movement with like in God, the way Ngannou and Miocic are moving in there. I, I I don't think it's I think it's impossible to not occasionally be caught in the wrong position. So we're very critical of Herb Dean usually, and I would have loved if he could have saved uh, Miocic from that very 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 scary uh, post uh, like post KO hammer fit. Like that was that was that's one of those shots when you watch it in slow motion over and over again, you're just gonna wince and cringe like that's and just be scared for for you know Miocic's long term health. That's how scary that hammer fist was. Um, completely unprotected shot, but but I, I can't blame Herb Dean for it. He was he was caught. I think he was. Shouting, calling off the fight. Uh, if you're in Ghana, you're not hearing any of that. You're, you know, you're in the middle of of, of this finishing flurry, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. So he was maybe a little opposition, but he dove in as soon as he could. So I, I don't, I don't blame Herb Dean for that one. But yeah, other than Jaron Vallel, I, th- I thought it was a good judging. Judging, I thought was pretty good too. Mike, I don't know how do you feel about all the judging. I actually Ooh. thought they did all right. Yeah, we had a couple. I, I, oh, I know what we we're going to talk about. We had a couple of 
of con- Listen, minor controversy. Th- 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 there is nothing that would necessitate a robbery review. I'll, I'll put it that way. I thought I thought yeah. Modestus Bukowskis won. Mm-hmm. I thought too much too much was put on uh, Oleg Zaychuk just moving forward. Like it was all about the pressure. Like Bukowskis was landing way more. Well, there was a, so was there just, was a, so there was a, a double problem. So I do, so I thought uh, uh, Lechik also landed the bigger shots. So that's why I scored. I scored it for for uh, uh, I scored it for what's it? How do Olechik? Say how Buffer said it. Help me. What did he, what did, oh how did he God, say? Oh my God, that was <laughs> he said he said oh oh check check check. He just he just like went check check check. Like I was reeling from Barryu. <laughs> I was still reeling from Mark Andre Barryu. That one hurt me. Uh, <laughs> Alex Chuk, There we go. Alexeychuk. Uh, I thought he was landing the bigger shots, but I hated that. As you said, Mike, that that the uh, the way uh, Rogan and DC framed it after was that immediately they, they didn't clearly didn't agree with the decision. And they were saying it was because of the aggression, because he was coming forward. So now that's how everyone's going to interpret it. I actually do think, if you watch the fight again, I think Alexeychuk was landing the landing the harder shots. Or it looked like he was landing the harder shots because uh, Bukowskis was countering beautifully. Uh, and he was landing yeah. a lot of hard shots. With it's just it's just hard to gauge because the reaction, maybe he was selling it a bit more. Uh, also, I, probably a lot of Alexeychuk's, like he was throwing some hard shots. And I thought uh, Bukowskis was blocking a lot of them too. So again, maybe I was fooled by that. Maybe I, I, I thought more of those went through than actually did. But yeah, it was very close. The other the other controversy was the um, uh, 30-27s for uh, uh, Jalen Robertson. Which I, yeah. I had no, oh, from Brand Maverick, excuse me, which I had no issue with. I had no issue with. Um, I thought I thought the round two was such a clear round for Robertson. That's what a lot such of an absolutely was, clear round to the point where like yeah. if if the submission was in a little deeper, she had such control over Maverick that entire mm-hmm. round outside the last like maybe fifteen seconds. I, I thought it was it was it was like a. If you had a half point round, it'd be like a 10, 10, and eight, 10, eight and a half. And I was like, I was like, what? I was like, I, I guess. for me, the, the difference would have been if she had thrown in a little bit of ground and pound, if she had thrown in some damage, because for me, it's like, so I, you know, I'm starting to really strictly kind of look at fights through the, whatever the official, you know, unified rules of scoring and like damage, damage takes precedence over everything. So I'm not saying random Maverick like totally ran away with the damage, but, but, but Jillian Roberts position, position changes and control are, are not supposed to be ranked above damage unless, makes- unless the. Unless the damage is even, unless the damage is even, which it clear, which it wasn't, because even when even when uh, uh, Jillian Robertson was holding Miranda Maverick, uh, Maverick was actually punching her a lot. I'm not saying she was doing a lot of damage, but Robertson was doing no damage, so the damage was not equal. Uh, the damage was clearly in Maverick's favor, and that is how you are supposed to score fights: is who who actually did damage. That is some that is some effed up judging criteria then, because according to that, then I could have you on the ground, have you in a choke. You could be fighting a choke for four minutes mm-hmm. at fifty five seconds, but if you just go like this, hit me one time, oh. Well, no, you see, got more damage. That's no, no, more no, damage. No, no, no. That's, that's exactly a, what you're saying, man. That's not that. It's not exactly. Yeah, what I'm exactly saying. what you're saying. Moving she, on. She did not. She did not come close to finishing. No, no. I'm, I'm, t- I'm telling you a hypothetical round because you said damage yeah. is all that matters. Yeah. If, if damage is all that matters, and you only go to grappling and control. Oh, I would. Cons- I would consider nearly finishing a submission as damage. But they. But she was. She was caught. She was defending she not, submissions. She, she was, was defending not, submissions almost that whole round. She was, exactly. We are going exactly. to rewatch she defend, that. She, we are going to rewatch defended, that round. She defended them all. She, she was yeah. not close to being finished. She was at no point close to being yeah, finished. Yeah, that, that's like more. You know, that, but being close to being finished doesn't mean that's not. That, so you have to be close to being finished. You, 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 don't get, you, don't get, you, don't, you don't get points for almost landing punches either. So I don't give points for almost getting submissions unless it's really in deep, which it wasn't. So that, but that's, that's that's completely subjective then. 
It's like if it's in deep. What is in deep? Then? Like so, if she's defending a choke like this, and her and she's she's got her chin tucked in. That's not considered in deep. I think the judges can tell the difference. I, I, did you think? Did you think that Miranda Maverick was was in any serious danger during that round? I thought it was such an easy 10-9, almost a 10-8, because she has so much but, back but control. Do you and think control, control, control is not part of the. She had her is back only the whole the, round. Control is only part of the scoring criteria if it results in some sort of damage, or, or I would say again, like a really close submission. If you're just controlling, that is secondary to damage. That's in the criteria. I know, I know how you, it looks. You, I understand gentlemen, how it looks. gentlemen, 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 made decisions. You and Sean Sheenan. Sheehan yes. are the only Sean people Sheen. in the entire world. Sean Sheehan. You two people. Who know how judges. to judge fights properly. I know. <laughs> Sean Sheehan. And if you follow Sean Sheehan, he's really, really good at, at understanding the criteria. So I told – So and, and I admit I adhere to kind of a lot of the things that he says. So uh, so maybe me and him are, are, are on an island on this one. But again, watch the videos he's done on how to score fights. Eric McGregor has also done videos recently on how to score fights. And you'll understand why those 30-27s existed. I actually thought the judges I did thought a really the control, I thought she had been controlled. The submissions weren't deep enough. It was definitely such an easy round for Robert. Yes. Such control, it's secondary to damage. And was she not, didn't come close no to doing any damage. Oh, man. All right. Yes. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Watch it again. Got, Watch it again. Guys. 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 We got like five, yeah. five minutes. Oh, to go. my gosh. That's right. And we haven't answered right. a single question. All right. Go to question. It's going to answer something. Jeez. I'm, I'm, I'm just bring Jed on the show now. <laughs> he'll agree with me he'll agree with me you don't want you don't want that oh and never mind i saw i saw some of his tweets tonight i don't want him on the show either. He was so <laughs> like, all right here Let's we go trying and get to, all right readers readers and listeners it's a big question right what it's happened a big to tyron one. woodley it's a big one i don't oh, should I? I i <laughs> i'm saving my answer for on to the next one Okay. I thought about I'll, this. I'll address I thought it. About so, this. Paulo J specifically saying Dana had a one hanging statement about him. The, the hanging statement was uh, he was asked, uh, "What do you think is next for Tyron now that he's lost? Uh, you know, after this performance?" And then think, think literally said, "I think he, he said how old is he said how old is he? Oh, he said he's that's four in a row now for Tyron. What 30, 39 years old? Yeah, thirty. Yeah, thirty. And so that was yeah. So, that, but that was Dana's statement. That was it. He's it was like six words. Um, and didn't end up that did not really make a conclusive statement about what was next for Tyron. Uh, a lot of people seem to infer that he was saying that's it, <laughs> that he's done, but he didn't say anything clearly. Uh, I think it'll come down to sort of what we discussed a lot earlier in the week of like, um, we'll see how much of a pay cut Tyron might be willing to take. Uh, because for the right price, I'm sure uh, Dana White will be happy to uh, to use, uh, you know, uh, Woodley's reputation and name to sell a fight and poss- possibly boost up another fighter. I don't know. But um, yeah, the right. I, I, I'm of the camp. I do think he gets another UFC fight, but uh, he's a big ticket item. <laughs> and if the UFC was going to cut him, I mean, now it would make a lot of sense. Apparently it was his last fight under, the, under his contract, too. So not That's, technically yeah. a cut, but yeah, same thing. Mm. Um, yeah, it sucks for Woodley. Um, you know, um, just, it, it's, it, it's just a money thing. It's not because Woodley's not a competitive welterweight anymore. Um, he's not top five. Um, but, uh, yeah, Woodley, I, I expect Woodley to be of a different organization if he chooses to continue fighting. Yeah, he will get the choice Woodley. of one, oh, he will get the choice of one matchup or he will be gone. Yeah, you have to fight next week, too. You, you, you give him, you what do you fought tonight, guys? Might give him the JDS, nice the JDS treatment. Wasn't it nice to see him fight? To actually, to really fight tonight? He fought. He fought tonight, right? Told, yeah. He didn't, get, back, he he didn't get backed up against the cage. He didn't get held down. He fought, you know? 
Uh, like we said, like, oh, wow, that's the best Willie we've ever seen. And he gets knocked out. <laughs> it started out so good, though. All right. Um. <laughs> yeah, we there we go. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, guest fighters, for joining us. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what happened. That was like an old one. I don't know how it happened. All right. Um, let, me find, let me find a question. Uh, while you're doing that, someone is saying, I, I value damage worth control, but I scored Cejudo uh, versus DJ2 for Cejudo because all I did was land. Did it. Yes, because DJ did no damage and Cejudo didn't do any damage. So you go to control as a secondary score. Thank you for commenting. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Mike, go ahead. Uh, would Stipe even want a rematch? I mean, I would rather work my confidence <laughs> up against others first. I mean, I would say Stipe would probably want the rematch. Not tomorrow or anytime soon. <laughs> Maybe not this year. I mean, every but, I fighter mean, is going to publicly say they want the rematch. I don't know if Stipe really wants the rematch. But I'm sure he does, actually. I mean, I mean, big payday. If he's obviously. got, like, one more left, he, like, that's the fight he'd probably want, right? Yeah. Well, he's, yeah, he, he has a lot. Yeah. We're, getting, we're getting close. He's we're done. getting close. No matter what he says, we're getting close. If Stipe doesn't get the rematch, what does he need to do to earn the rematch? Hmm. I think it's just one win away. I think it's just one win away. Derek Lewis. I would again, yeah, Derek Lewis, right? It, we haven't it, seen, it, seen that. They, they fought. They they both guys have fought everybody except each other. Yeah. I think. He he could also he could also just be again uh, sort of as White alluded to today like he's, he said I have other heavyweights who want to take this fight John Jones uh, so if for some reason uh, John Jones prices himself out and Derek Lewis prices himself out which I can't imagine he would but if that happens then it's like hey Stipe come on down come on down and uh, get get your immediate rematch I think we should change the the language we get, we keep saying the fighter prices himself out I think I think that's that really puts the 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 blame true. on the fighter. I think we should say if the yes, if the UFC pays what they pays the fighter they're worth. Yes. Maybe. Yes. You know, you know, or, or in this case, or in this case, refuses to pay. Yeah. Refuses yeah. to pay this guy. Refuses. To, yeah. You're right. That's a yeah. better way. That's because because I, I feel like every time we're saying that we're kind of blaming the fighters. It sounds because I know I know I know we're on the same page here, but I just yeah. All right. We'll take one more question. I know we'd want to go longer, but yeah, we have yeah. a lot still to do. It's unfortunately. late. We've got uh, stories. Yeah, we've got stories to do. Uh, what the heck? Sorry. Um, <laughs> looking for a question. Sorry. We have, a, we have, we have these that, big, exciting uh, that, cards. Oh, yeah. That John Jones Lewis, uh, John Jones uh, in Gunner fight has to happen, though. I, I kind of agree with Mike, Mike's optimism. Like, they'll find a way. They'll find a way. I, I want to believe that. They'll find a way. This is, this is the fight. You have to make it. Uh, do you think Stipe should have retired after the Cormier trilogy fight? Stipe had the opportunity of retiring on top. Miocic is still the goat, but this loss stings. I, I don't know. I think that's it, so tough to answer those, those kinds of questions, you know, because we're we're not these people. We don't know where the motivation comes from. No idea. And he looked I, he looked pretty damn good in those last two Cormier fights. I thought the whole last. I don't even count Stipe DC three as a real fight. I thought there should have been a no contest due to all the dang eye pokes <laughs> that they, that the refs never saw that we clearly saw. You know, 
I and like, dude, DC had to go to the freaking hospital. He didn't even have time. To, he couldn't even do a retirement. Like, hey, thanks for. Thanks, everyone. I had a great time. Thank you, Dana. Thank you, Hunter. Blah, blah, blah. He had to go to the freaking hospital, make sure his eyeball works, you know? So, I mean, yeah, I, th- I thought, so, and that's why I think Stipe shouldn't have retired that last fight because it was just marred by eye pokes. And it wasn't like, I don't know, but it'd been weird. I think Stipe, he, I think he wanted to go out on a, on a clean win, you know, a clean victory. But, uh, but to answer this question, no, nah, I mean, yeah, and I th- and look, I, th- I think some of the, for some of these fighters, even though uh, they reach a certain point where they wa- they they becoming you know we're going on top becomes very important to them. I think Tyron Woodley said this week, he's like, I need to go out on top, something to that effect. Um, I I don't know. I think when you're when you're not in a slump, when you're kind of cruising along and winning and winning and winning, then then that that last that last win isn't as important, you know, because look, Steve has had a lot of success outside of, he, he lost to Cormier and that's it. Right. And then other than that, he's had amazing success as a champion and the lead up to becoming a champion. Um, and, and it feels good. He, I bet he seems to enjoy the process uh, of training, of fighting and preparing. He seems to enjoy whatever the money that comes with it uh, probably could be a bit higher, but MC seems to enjoy it. So it's hard. It's hard when you actually at his age, uh, he's, he's at the age when I think if he retires, that's it. I, I just don't see him coming back. So for a lot of fighters, that's, well, again, then again, Oscar De La Hoya is coming back and Mike Tyson King. So, I mean, this, you know, whatever, 10 years from now, 10 years from now, Triller will be doing their MMA legacy series. But, but, but realistically speaking, as far as like competing at the highest possible level he can, that's a small window. And once you close that, it, you pretty much don't get to go back to it. So, yes, I know for most of us, it sounds insane wanting to not wanting to go on top and wanting to fight in Ganu. But again, we, like we said earlier, he's, he's cut from a different cloth than we are. And, and, and uh, maybe he'll regret it later when he sees, when he sees the footage and when he, Feels the after effects those in punches, but no, I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think he needs to to walk away on, on top necessarily. Um, Ooh. I have, I have my pick. You'll hear it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not going to name. Wait, 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 wait. You don't have to give a pick. It's not. A, yeah, yeah. It's it not a tough. It's not a tough fifteen guy. Oh, okay. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I agree. Someone but very again, close. I think because, and I think we had a similar question about who was it? So, someone last week, I think, or recently, we had, I don't know, was it Yanez or something that we had a similar question? Are they ready for like a top twenty or something like that, or or could they be? And uh, it's it, it it it's not an indictment of uh, O'Malley's skills. He looks look. Uh, say what you want about the kid's personality. Uh, he looks. <laughs> he's such a fun fighter to watch. Man, he's just so exciting in there. He really he really captures the imagination, and that's uh, you know that's what you want in, in a future star. It's just that uh, top fifteen is so deep. In uh, in bantamweight, yeah, it's really really deep, and I think we already see a lot of matchups that are kind of seem to be materializing or close to materializing. And he just doesn't fit in there yet. Um, is he worthy of a top fifteen opponent? Yes. Is he, will he get a top fifteen opponent next? I don't think so. I say, Unless they, I say, just give him Frankie Edgar. Yeah. Home, which they what's shouldn't. wrong? What's wrong of running back O'Malley Vera? That's I real. think Dana, Dana Dana made a great point. It's <laughs> always there. It's there forever. Why go to it now? I think I think that heat's great. I think I think I think that's the one chance you can give. Not one chance, but right now, I think I think O'Malley Vera. There's enough heat behind that that you could make that can main event a fight night. I don't think Vera wants that fight right now. Why I don't think he, he cares? Won? He feels he feels like he, he won. He Why, beat him. Yeah, he beat him. He beat him. And, and his, yeah, he finished he, he's, the first he, round. I, he, He's not as hung up on it as O'Malley is. Let's put it I, I I don't see very much difference between that and we talked about this earlier. But the premise uh, Chandler kind of that fight and so I, I'm kind of I'm kind of 
I'm kind of in the O'Malley camp on that one. You know, it's you know they're. Well, let's not forget. I get, I get, I get Windsor. I get Windsor Windsor. You know, he gets a W. He gets double check. You know, Sean O'Malley has that L now. I get that. It's official, but I do. You know, I do. I do. I do think. I do see O'Malley's thinking. You know, okay, it was kind of a freakish kick. You know, he kind of hit a weird nerve. Like he said, like the one that knocked him out was like his toe or something. Like his foot hit his ankle and just hit that nerve. So um, I get, uh, I get. Uh, the problem is O'Malley says so so many things. When he actually does say something, I think is correct. Like no one kind of listens because there's so much kind of other filler. It was just out there. one kick though. It was many kicks. Well, the one kick that started it, but but he didn't. He just didn't go down from that. He actually went down from strikes. But without that foot there for him, it led to him getting more kicks and more punches and more elbows and everything. I get how it was finished, but it was all from that one injury earlier in the fight. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, but it's also Cheeto said it's, many times he has no interest in taking that fight right now. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. There's also for a, him sli- to take that fight a slight visual difference, which we mentioned before, which is like uh, Cheeto at least got to throw in some ground and pound. Because remember, that fight is ruled a TKO, not due to injury. Like the official record is. And then the, the, the last image of the Chandler fight was him falling off the stool <laughs> to then force it. Or sorry, no stool behind him and falling out of yeah. bed. So, yeah. so it, I know it's a little bit. But but that was after the fight was stopped. Too. The whole falling on the stool was after the fight was stopped. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't in between rounds or anything. It was after the fight was stopped, and then the Chandler mm-hmm. was like, "Going, why are you stopping the fight? I want to. St- I want to still fight. Oh, yeah, I can yeah. still fight." And then, well, I and thought then, that's what led. I thought that's what no, led no, to it, the stoppage. It, it led to the humiliation. <laughs> the, yeah. the fight was already stopped, and he was like complaining because he watch. If you watch again, the fight was already over. Yeah, yeah. And then he. I will uh, say though, yeah. the ground and pound. The yeah, ground yeah, and pound yeah, that yeah. Cheeto got to get it makes makes. I think makes a little, enough of a difference for people. In but people's he, mind. ground and pound led. He got there because O'Malley only had one leg. But it was I mean, the ground and pound that stopped the fight. Officially, officially, it was the ground and pound that yeah, stopped. Yeah, but that's not how we. Yeah. That's not the story of the fight. So I Lankings think that are I, banned in the rematch. No, 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 Lankings. no. no. I mean, they're, they're what can he do? What else does the guy have to do to win the fight? That's why I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I can't like. I, I, I it can't. I, it was a, we, it was a freak. It was a freak. It was a freak spot. Like just one premise. Premise is a very good fighter and for Bellator, but it hit Chandler in kind of a weird spot and it just deaded his leg. I mean, it's a legit win, but I think it's also room for a rematch. And right, but this is not the first, But that is not the first time that's happened to O'Malley. That's the third time that's happened to O'Malley. So it's not like it's it was just a freakish thing that's only happened one time ever. It's happened a few times to him. So, which leads me to believe that Cheeto Vera had a good game plan, him and his team. They knew where to land that kick. It wasn't, people may say it's a freak thing, but maybe it wasn't. Because I could see the, something I could that O'Malley's dealt with many times. I could see it happening again someday. It's, I'm, I'm just—it's just not like you said. I don't think Cheeto would want to do it. Has any reason to want to do it now? And I don't know. I don't know if there's that much demand for is it. Cheeto booked. Right now, no, he's, he's, he's still coming. It was his, his last fight. Was the loss to Aldo correct? Am I am I am I missing a fight? Yeah. He wants he wants yeah. to fight Mar- 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 Marais right now. I think Marais. Ah uh, yeah, Marlon. You know what though? Yeah, bantamweight is the best division in the world right now. So it doesn't matter. You can just. Throw him no. out against anyone. It's a cool fight. There's no bad matchup. There's no but, bad matchup. Storyline wise, I think there's a story there and story sell. That's all. Yeah, we don't need to. But it's like like we said, it's always there, always there. Um, right now, yes, I say yes, all of them. I all want them all. <laughs> Pancake. Oh, yeah, I mean, French God, French toast is the correct answer, though. Really, I'm a waffle man, Casey. Um. Uh, I'm gonna go French toast. I'm gonna go French. Oh, yeah, yeah, French toast. I'm changing mine to pancakes. Actually, I'm changing mine to pancakes. Pancakes. That's two for French toast. Weirdo. Whoa, whoa, 
This is like that random part in uh, draft, that movie Draft Day, that movie Draft Day where uh, Kevin Costner calls a guy a pancake eating mother effer for some reason. And I'm like, whoa, what? Whoa, <laughs> what was that? What was that needed? That's all right. Too uh, you guys right. One, one last question. Let me find one. One last quick one. one. one quick right, one. Yes. Real quick. So we're going to get out of here. Uh, uh, I lied. Better be good. I lied. <laughs> oh, well, that's a shame. Don't worry. We're going to be. We are going to be talking about this card for the next five days. Oh, yeah. I mean, Don't we, you worry. About we it. went off on it. I mean, we have we, no we, event next weekend. Perfect question right here. A side live chat later this week. A side live chat. Mike, your show. What the heck will be out later this week? I'm oh, sure we'll be talking about And AK, we have to have a little meeting after we're done because we're going to talk about maybe an unveiling of a show. Remember? Remember? Oh, I know what I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. We don't. We don't want no, no spoilers I know what you're talking yet, about. But yeah. No. Between the links later this week, you guys will be talking about UFC 260. There's going to be a lot of UFC 260 talk, guys. Yeah. Yes, we got you covered. Don't worry about it. Uh, but in the meantime, in between time, good night, everybody. AK for Casey. I am Mike Heck. Thank you for watching. Hope you enjoy the card tonight. We'll see you down the road. You are all our guest fighters. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.